Blog Talk Radio. information to put out there to you uh, about what's going on out there, especially in this political landscape <laughs> that is just so confusing right now. Uh, but yeah, we have that for you today. We also have our song of the day, uh, maybe one, maybe two. I don't know. It depends on how I feel once they get to playing. But we, we do have that for you. And then, of course, we have the great conversation, as the show is known for. So, with all that being said, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show, just in case you would like to comment or give your point of view on anything that we're discussing. The easiest way is just call me at 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericletts, talk at gmail.com. And our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show, and um, I do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Okay? So with that being said, oh, what are some of the things we have in store for you today? Well, <clears throat> you know, we, we've talked a lot about Miss Candace Owens, you know, uh, <laughs> the communications director for Turning Point USA and her "Quote unquote Blexit movement," which basically she she's asking the, the, the black voters to move away from Democratic Party uh, for 
one reason or another. And uh, it's interesting that, you know, she's been on a whirlwind tour and speaking all over the place, London, you know, uh, France, all over the place. Well, I think she's about to get a wake-up call here. <laughs> a very interesting wake-up call, to say the least. So, with that being said, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that uh, as well. Uh, let's see, Nancy Pelosi, you know, she talked a little bit about whether or not um, impeaching the pre president is a good idea and why she thinks he would or wouldn't be. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Omarosa is back in the news, y'all. And, uh, <laughs> of course, she has some interesting things to say. Um, we're going to dive into that just a, a little bit because y'all know as Omarosa goes, you, you, know, you have to take it at face value a lot of times. You know what I mean? So, and of course, you know, we have our president, you know, the president of the United States. And uh, <laughs> I know some of y'all say, I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, he ain't my president. Okay. Uh, but anyway, you know, he chimed in on a lot of stuff that went on last week and this weekend as normal. And we're going to see if we can't cover a little bit of that as well. So those are some of the things that we do have in store for you today on the show. And as always, we, um, we're going to try and bring you what's, what's real and what's not. You know, what's real and what's not. Of course, it's up to you to decide, you the listener. You know, we can only tell you what we know, what we think. Um, and we like to hear what you think and what you know as well. That way we, we kind of sort of get to what's really going on even though we're not being told what's really going on, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to leave it right there for right now. I'm going to bring you the song of the day. And uh, I was kind of convicted as far as what I wanted to play this afternoon, but I think I figured it out. Here's Taste of Honey and Boogie Oogie Oogie, baby. I'll see y'all in about five minutes. Enjoy the music.
way you looking in them fishnets, mama. You can trap me. Monday afternoon out. 
Okay. Anyway, so welcome to Let's Talk Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the house, and we have an outstanding show planned for you. But before we get started with any of the topics that we have planned for you today, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The easiest way is just call it. Give me a call, 738-8622. You can email me at Eric Letts, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. And don't forget our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. As I always say, uh, more than welcome to chime in on anything that we're talking about because, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we can have a, a great, great, great conversation. And uh, other than that, I guess we're going to get started because hey, that's what we do here. We talk, right? Of course we do. All right. So here's the title of the day show. Milking the cow. That's what it is, milking the cow. And I chose that the, the, the title because I thought about what's going on in the, in, in the nation's capital with Congress and the president and all this other thing that's going on. And basically, that's what they're doing right now, y'all. y'all. If y'all, y'all haven't realized it, you know, with, with the 2020 election coming up, what, a little over 500 days or so, they're milking the cow. They are milking the cow. You know, they're trying to get everything they can out of it, everything they can, you know. And the the, 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 the crazy part is we just got to go along with the with the milking for a minute or two you know, until, I don't know, until either the cow, they run out of milk or they grow up. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I should put it right now because it, it, it's interesting because that's that's exactly what's going on here. Milking the cow. Milking the cow. And, and you know, it, it's interesting about, well, we're not even going to go on that route right there. Because I'm about to give you all natural, really, really natural milk compared to the stuff we drink out the store and kind of tied into what I'm talking about today. But I'm sure you can figure it out, right? <laughs> I'm sure you can figure it out. It's quite simple, really. You know, hey, natural, natural milk is what babies feed off of. And until they get to a certain age and they get feed off the natural milk, and for some reason they can't go back and drink the natural milk. Why? Because the body starts building antibodies and things of that nature that would not allow their system to properly digest natural, natural milk. Uh, and once that happens, then you have to move on, right? Yeah, to the pasteurized stuff that we drink. That's not that supposed to be good for us, but we know a lot of times it's not. But anyway, and, and if you take that and, and put that in, in, in terms of the political situation that's going on right now, that's exactly what's, what's happening right now. You know, they just stole it slowly, milking, milking the cow, milking the cow, you know, Babying us along, you know, but eventually, you know, we're going to have to get weaned off that and, and really uh, grow up and, and learn that, you know, what they try to give us isn't always good for us. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? So uh, that that's why I got the, 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 the 
title for the show, Milking the Cow, because that's the way I thought about it. It was given to me, and that's the way I had to present it to you. Now, for some of you who don't understand it, uh, so we're going to do a little research, and I think it'll come to you, hopefully. And for those that do understand it, thank you for understanding. <laughs> because when I first did it, I didn't even understand it myself. But I, I have a better understanding uh, right now as to what what that that means. Okay, so, you know, as I said, we're going to talk a little bit about Candace Owens here in a little bit. And, uh, you know, something that's going on with her that is very interesting and i don't know how many people could actually see it could see it coming uh but i could um and also how many of you out there really really care okay i, I don't know how many of you really care about or who recognize who candace owens is but we'll get to that in a minute but i, I found as i was um you know doing a final look over some things I found something interesting here uh, that that I want to share with you, and it, it's about um, a poll that recently came out, uh, the NBC News Wall Street Journal poll. Now, as we often say here on the show, when it comes to polls, you have to look at them uh, in objective terms, all right? Because you really can't say, well, it's truly, truly fact. You can't say that they are truly, truly fact. However, you cannot say that they are all falses also. So when you're looking at um, um, certain certain um, 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 polls and things of that nature, make sure you, you look at them objectively. And, and if you can, go back and look at the way the question was worded or asked. And the, sometimes that helps you understand what the response, uh, the numbers, why the numbers came out the way they did. But in this instance, I think it's, it's pretty, it's probably pretty on, you know, as far as the way the numbers came out here. Okay, so let's look at this. It says 75% of Republican registered voters say they have high interest in the 2020 presidential election. You know, and that was, um, you know, one out of 10, and most of them registered nine or 10, okay? Versus the 73% of Democratic voters who say the same thing. Now, this is not so far-fetched. It's really not. It's really not. Because, honestly, everyone who's been paying a little bit of attention understands that the Republicans have more to lose right now than the Democrats do. Why, why, Mr. Talk? Because they have the sitting president. Okay? Okay. you know, they, they have the sitting president. So that's why they have more to lose right now. So when you look at that, it, it's quite interesting. And just to say 73% of Democrat voters who say they have a very high interest, you know, that that's a little bit scary. You know, that that is a little, 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 little scary. But it is what it is. And, and like I said, you know, there's what, more than 500 days away from the actual election. So these numbers could change. They could. Now, it doesn't say whether the poll was conducted, you know, online or was they, you know, cold calls, robocalls, what have you. It just gives you the, gives the numbers. So, And it's basically, the article is basically saying that, you know, it's a big change from um, the 2018 election cycle. 
where, you know, Democrats held a double-digit lead, you know, on the same question, you know, up until the last two months before the election. So it's still interesting to see where this thing is going here, especially this election with all this other stuff going on. Um, It also went on to say that uh, 69% of all voters are expressing a high level of interest in the upcoming election. So uh, I guess that's a, a combination of, of the the poll in total. And, and you know, it, it is interesting, once again, only 69%, 69%. Now that sounds like a large number. When you consider all the registered voters in this country, only 69% really, you know, expressing a high level of interest in the upcoming election. You know, that's, uh, it, that would be interesting to take a look at, at, at the numbers behind that 69% and see exactly where uh, it's coming from. But believe it or not, it's only three points shy of the 72% uh, that the same question was asked in October 2016. So, you know, we'll see. Of course, these are just early numbers, early polls, you know. This this country, you know, we 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 heavy on polls and rankings and all that good stuff, and it's just one of many polls that will be coming out. And depending on who you are, you can see some some glimpse of hope there or some glimpse of despair, however you look at it and where you're feeling. Um, so also went on to say that President Trump's approval rating among independents is at 38 percent versus 46 percent overall. And that's just 34, and just 34 percent have a positive view of him at the moment, you know, versus 39 percent overall. And only a combined 28 percent of them say they are enthusiastic or comfortable when it comes to his reelection. Hmm, interesting, very interesting. Versus 41 percent overall. Okay. Now here's the interesting thing, and this is something that we really have been paying attention to. Here and um, had have had many many conversations about um, a lot of the independents. Forty five percent say Congress should not hold impeachment hearings, compared with ninety percent of them who believe there's enough evidence to begin impeachment proceedings now. Thirty four percent take the middle ground. Congress should continue investigating to see if there's enough evidence to hold ind- impeachment hearings in the future. Okay, so you see, it's an interesting breakdown here. Among all Americans, 48% oppose impeachment hearings, while a combined 49% want them now or possibly in the future if there's enough evidence. So, as you can see, early poll numbers, you know, say this, say that. Uh, If you would ask a lot of people, they'd probably be kind of close right about now. Because I think the American public is really, really kind of confused, disgusted, upset, don't care, <laughs> all of the above. So depending on who you ask, you might get a, a different reaction. But that was the latest NBC News Wall Street Journal poll, all right? So you can go and look it up for yourself and if you want to read more about that that poll right there. But as as we always say, whenever you look at one of these polls, you have to look at it very objectively. And if you can, go back and read the question. And, you know, so you can get better content as to what the question is asking. 
because sometimes the numbers will tell you one thing, but if you read actually read the question, oh, it's something totally different, something totally, totally different, and you understand why the answers were given the way they were. All right, so with that being said, I hope you understand what I was trying to get across here on that right there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Miss Candace Owens. Now, Miss Candace Owens, we have discussed her quite often on the show here because she is the quote unquote, uh, I don't want to call it a token, but she's the black voice for the conservative party, uh, basically. She's the one that they put out there um, to make a great speech of why the Republican Party, the conservatives, are the best choice for um, black America, African Americans, to vote and move away from the Democratic Party. Now, of course, you do know that I'm, I'm, I'm with her to that effect that, you know, yeah, yeah, there may be a need to move away from the, the, the Democratic Party. Not just now, where I differ from her is that doesn't necessarily mean you need to go to the Republican Party either. Because when push comes to shove, one hand washes the other. Um, so it's not like you're going from one great um, institutional party to the other. <laughs> but if you're listening to Ms. Candace Owens, that is what she want most African Americans to believe. But you know, it's like uh, we're gonna go back to the milk analogy. You know, it's like when when you when you're a baby and you have milk, your mother has the milk, you know, and she allows you to drink the milk, you know, suck on her breast or what have you, and and you know. You're protected because you're getting enzymes, and you know you're being protected because you still have that 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 protection cover over you. Well, as you get older, as I mentioned before, you can no longer drink that that natural milk that's coming out your mother's um, breast or what have you. And once that happens, depends on how old you are before you you know start feeling ill and get sick because the enzymes and um, not the enzymes. The, well, the enzymes in your body have changed. You know, um, that's not the word I was looking for. That's the one that just popped in my head at the time. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, once you move away from the protection of that milk, then you're susceptible, susceptible to catching a whole lot of stuff. You know, let them tell it anyway. That's another story for another day. Now, and basically that was what has happened to Candace Owens. And when she first started being a spokesman for the Turning Point USA and the Conservative Party, you know, they protected her. They did. They protected her. They made sure she was put in favorable positions, and her message was basically whatever she wanted to say within reason. All right? Well, people, it seems as though she no longer has the protection of that milk. Uh he said, Candace Owens resigns from Turning Point USA. All right. <laughs> oh, now uh, let me give you let me give you her spin on it first, and then I'm gonna tell you what's really going on behind the scenes. Candace Owens is leaving Turning Point USA to focus on Blessed. Blessed. Okay, as I mentioned before, Blessed is she wants 
African Americans to move away from the, the Democratic Party and join the Republican Party. That was, that's basically what blessed them. And of course, she borrowed it from Britain. You know, when they were they, they, they vote on moving from the e, moving on from the EU, so she borrowed that from them. But let's really see what Miss Owens has to say first. Her spin on it, all right? Because you, you know, you have to, as I always say, you have to look at what's being said. And what has actually happened? Because that's two. Usually, there's 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 that's two different things. There is two different things depending on who's telling it. Depending on who's telling it is depending on what story you get. <laughs> oh man! But anyway, Candace Owens has announced that she will be stepping down from Turning Point USA. Uh, the the conservative organization aimed at educating college students about conservative values. Owens, who serves as the organization's communications director, announced her her new plans. Okay? Now, y'all heard how it was put, right? Her announced her new plans as she serves as the organization's communications director. Remember that title. Communications director. All right, Owen said she still plans to appear at future Turning Point conferences and to chair the organization's annual Black Leadership Summit. Now, I didn't say the actual summit period or conference for Turning Point USA, just the Black Leadership Summit, the annual one. Okay? <laughs> All right. But she said she no longer has the time to be communications director for the group. Owen said that going forward, she wants to pour her energy into her dream of moving black voters away from the Democratic Party. Okay. Um, And she seeks to convince more black voters to join the Republican Party. She says she wants to wake up black of America. Now, that's what she said, okay? But let me continue on. (laughs) My dream, she goes on to say, my dream has always been simple, to wake up black America, to turn the lights on within a community that has been used and abused by the Democrat Party for decades. No one believed my dream was possible. Charlie always knew it was. Now, as far as y'all don't know who Charlie is, Charlie is her handler within the group. Okay. Usually, when she made a speaking appearance, anything anywhere associated with Turning Point USA, Charlie was there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking for his last name right now. I used to know it by heart, but you know, I kind of moved away from knowing his name because he wasn't really that important. But uh, I'll get it to you in a minute. But his first name is Charlie, anyway. But you know, he's a white guy. Anytime you saw. Her speaking, you saw Charlie, he usually introduced her or she made sure that she mentioned him. Uh, she mentioned him during her speaking engagement. Okay. But anyway, Charlie Kirk, that's his name, Charlie Kirk. All right. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, she went on to say, Charlie always knew it, knew it was, can we move the black vote 20 points? By 2020, that that is the objective, to move the black vote by at least 20% from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. 
You know, that way they have figured if it's, you can move that much from Democrat, the, the Democrat vote, then they would be successful in maintaining the White House. However, she went on to say, this is my vision, and I want to pour every single minute into making my dream a reality. With the Blexit Movement, the Candace Owens Podcast, and my upcoming book, I no longer feel I can be dedicated communications director to an organization that is rightfully growing rapidly. Owens also pointed out that Turning Point, with its focus on college students, doesn't always reach black Americans. She went on to say that the sad truth is that the majority of black Americans don't never make it to college. Now, now see, <laughs> and that could be, you know, further from the truth. There's more black Americans going to college now than ever before. So I don't know where she got her numbers from or where she got her information from. But number one, she's wrong right there. She's wrong right there. Okay. But of course, with the rhetoric that she's been spouting and she's been taught or she feels that she knows, that's the way she feels about it. But then again, that's the way she feels. Those, those are her, her opinions, right? Um, now, here's an interesting thing about Miss Owens. She once a time, she was a liberal. Okay, she was a liberal. In 2015, Owens left a job in finance to start a left-leaning blog called Degree 180. The blog denounced the Tea Party movement and then-candidate Donald Trump. Okay, so now at one time, <clears throat> she was a part of the group that she now denounces. Okay, she also uh, <laughs> she also denounced the person she defends a lot, Donald Trump, and the Republican Party. Okay, <laughs> but what seems to happen? What happened to that then? Why now all of a sudden you was liberal, then you wanted to go to the other side? Hmm, sound like political games to me. But anyway, Owen says that she had her red pill awakening around 2016. Now, if y'all don't know what the red pill is, if you watch um, The Matrix, The Matrix when uh, Morpheus gives, uh, uh, what's the boy name? I'm going to call him the one because I think of the name. Now. A choice whether to take the blue pill or the red pill. You know, the blue pill, and you stay asleep and wander around in the fog. You take the red pill, your eyes are open, and everything, the truth becomes known to you. So in her her uh, statement, she says she took the red pill in around 2016 when she founded Social Autopsy and encountered pushback from liberals. All right, now. <laughs> the way Owen tells it, her experience trying to start social autopsy convinced her that the liberal media is a destructive force. Can, can you read? Yeah. And uh, this is the start of her sympathy. This was the start of her sympathy for Donald Trump and her change of political affiliation. Now, let's really look at what she just said there. Her experience trying to start her organization convinced her that the liberal media is a destructive force. Why? Because they wouldn't buy into whatever she was trying to say. So, of course, 
if no one buys into what you're trying to say, you know, if you don't have any backbone or any belief in what you were saying, of course, what would you do? You quit. Oh, you know what? Fine, then. You don't want to help me? I'll go over here. I know they, they'll listen to me at least. And it just takes a few people to listen to back you up, then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Now, some people say that's selling your soul. You know, that's selling, you know, you, you, yourself out here. <laughs> but anyway, and that was the start of her sympathy. She didn't say uh, support or belief in Donald Trump. She said sympathy for Donald Trump. Sympathy. <laughs> you know, that there, there, there's a difference. You know, there's a difference there. You know, for the definition of sympathy and support, I, I think there's a difference. Last time I, I checked, there was. You know, I, I, I may be uh, mistaken there. You know what I mean? Sympathy, feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Understanding between people, common feelings. <laughs> So you take it there at whatever definition you need, okay? So she really felt for Donald Trump and what he was going through because she felt that the same thing had happened to her, basically. You know, so she changed her political affiliation. Now, that's the story that Candace Owens tells. <laughs> okay? That is the story she tells. Now, in the words of the great Paul Harvey, now it's time for the rest of the story. <laughs> now, if y'all never heard of Paul Harvey, uh, y'all missed y'all miss the great newsman right there. I loved me some Paul Harvey when I was growing up. But anyway, time for the rest of the story. Candace Owens resigns from Turning Point USA after calls for her to be fired. See, that's the old trick. Oh, man, now they want me gone. So you know what? I got it. I'm going to put a resurrection letter. I make it sound good like it's my choice. I'm sure that's what she was told by her handlers as well. You know, going to put your resignation in, put down some things that you, you, you want to work on, you know, and make it sound like you're resigning on your own and, you know, you just want to move on to do some bigger and better things. Now, that's what they want you to believe. That's what she wants you to believe. But here's the rest of the story. Now, her resignation came out the calls for in and outside, from in and outside of Turning Point USA for her to step down after being accused of making anti-Semitic comments. Now, I don't know how many of y'all remember, we played the clip here on, on the show where she did this, this uh, speaking engagement where she mentioned Hitler, and she mentioned nationalism, and basically she said, well, you know, Hitler didn't do a bad thing. <laughs> you know, he wanted, you know, Germany to be great. His only problem was he wanted Germany to be great outside of Germany. And she felt that was fine. She felt that was fine. Well, yeah. Some individuals within the group wasn't happy with that, okay? They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We know we gave you a little leeway here, and you know, because you were saying the things that we need you to say, and hopefully you will join the black community in. 
But wait a minute, you have gone a little bit too far. You forgot what you forgot your place. You forgot the color of your skin. And trust me, y'all, I'm not race baiting, but I'm just telling you what the real story is. I'm just telling you what the real story is. Because it's simple. Oh, you can be a spokesman for anybody you want to, but when you step out beside that line and you forget your place and the and the, tan, the the tanning of your skin, oh no, I don't care how good you are, who you're drawing, oh no, you will not. You will not. But anyway, sound like I was about to get started on a sermon, didn't I? Ah, not. Okay, so anyway, Turning Point USA campus chapters at the University of Nebraska Omaha. Bowling Green, Bowling Green State University and the University of Colorado were demanding that Owens be fired or resign. Turning Point USA is above the thoughtless and divisive rhetoric, rhetoric, rhetoric. And as chapters, presidents, and leaders of Turning Point USA, we will no longer stand idly by as they continue. We do not believe Candace Owens to be the most, listen to this now, now, this is the same person they paraded around the country, the world, speaking on their behalf as the quote-unquote communications director. But when she stepped across this line, what did it say? We do not believe Candace Owens to be the most effective representation for Turning Point USA as communications director or otherwise. Not just not as communications director, but no, 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 no. We don't even want you affiliated with our group anymore, basically. That's what they're saying here. We don't want you affiliated with this group. Because, see, no, 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 no. You forgot your place. And now you have to be punished. Now, why was that? Because, number one, she didn't grow up, she didn't grow up in the organization. You know what I mean? She didn't grow up in that organization. She joined because she became disgruntled with how she was treated on the other side. <laughs> ah! So, you know, she was on a short lease and she just didn't know it. As long as she could control people like um, uh, um, Kanye West and some of the others, oh, she was good to go. But when she stepped across the line and forgot where she was and who she was, oh, yeah. See, it's one thing to get the old, old, old guard, you know, to fall behind you because, you know, she's a beautiful black woman. She got the long, flowing hair like they like, and she speaks quite well. Yeah, that's fine. You know, they'll fall for it. But the younger generation, the college, no, 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 no. No, 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 you're not pulling the wolves over my eye. All right. But anyway. She, they went on to say, we have seen many hardworking activists and chapters across the United States disassociate, disassociate with Turning Point USA simply because they can't align themselves with the rhetoric and statements that have come out. Now, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? In the chat room says what they told her is that she is no longer conductive or beneficial to the directives direction that the organization was headed nor to their agenda. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, um, now, I know some of y'all are trying to figure out, well, what did she say? What did she say? And I say we played it on the show, but no problem. If you have you forgotten, because I know some of our memories aren't as well as they used to be, as good as they used to be. And, you know, we talk about a whole lot of stuff. But let me tell you what, what she had to say anyway, just so you know. When we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, at least in America, is Hitler. He was a national socialist. If Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. He wanted everybody to be German, everybody to be speaking German, everybody to look a different way. To me, that's not nationalism. So in thinking about how it could go bad down the line, I don't really have an issue with nationalism. I really don't. I mean, that's what she said right there, basically in a nutshell. Yeah. And she was speaking at an event in London. Yeah. To launch the what? British chapter of Turning Point USA. Now, the one is one thing to say here in America where you're surrounded by, you know, those that might agree with you or, you know, may, you know, root for it or whatever. But to go over there in Europe and say that? Hmm. Not to mention that at the same time, what was she doing over there? What was she doing over there, y'all? Trying to launch the British chapter chapter of Turning Point USA. That's what she was doing over there. And she's going to go in and make that statement. But anyway, <laughs> let's continue on. Okay. Conservative outlet slammed her. Knowledge of history matters, especially when it comes to a topic as important as Nazi Germany, the, the Washington Examiner wrote. Sadly, Owens offered little contrition for her stupid remarks. Um, it's ironic how these comments were the breaking point for Turning Point USA. Owens is the same person who once said, the N- now listen to this, the NRA is the nation's oldest civil rights organization and was founded now listen to this was founded to train black Americans to use guns to defend defend themselves against the Ku Klux Klan a democrat terrorist group y'all heard that right y'all heard that (laughs) oh yeah yeah but she's resigning because why? She wants to do other things, and she feels no longer she can, you know, do both and hold a job as communications director of Turning Point USA. Charlie Kirk, you know, he he doesn't even have anything else to do with her. But she was fine as long as she was parading parading Kanye West around, and you know he's going to talk about the universe. You know he's talking about. You know, he's hanging with the president and, 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 you know, saying great things about that. But did you notice as soon as Kanye said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm being used here. This is not right. I'm stepping away from this. You, you notice there was no more mention of Kanye, 
She no longer spoke to Conway, Kanye. Now, if not not being controlled, I don't know what it is. But once again, as I said before, she forgot where she was and who she was and who she was running with. She really, really did. Um, <laughs> here's another example. The University of Our Chapter of Turning Point USA. Okay. They also decided to break with the organization in the political aftermath of Molly Tibbetts' death. Now, Molly Tibbetts was a young lady that was killed recently and um, that was killed and by a uh, quote-unquote illegal alien or immigrant, illegal immigrant. We ain't going to call them aliens, immigrant. All right? So the Iowa chapter wrote, this chapter board members uh, took issue with Turning Point field directors seeking to host an immigration event on campus following Tibbetts' murder. Tibbetts herself was a University of Iowa student before she was killed by a Mexican man who entered the country illegally. We, respect, we respectfully declined this invitation. We find it in poor taste to exploit the death of a Hawkeye to suit a political agenda. Members of this chapter would like time to grieve and mourn the death of their classmate. We are all shocked, hurting, and in need of more respect than what was given to us by Turning Point USA. All right. Now, this appearance, you know, was supposed to be by founder Charlie Clark and communications director Candace Owens. See, you see Candace Owens, you see the name Charlie Kirk. All right. Um, one of Tibbetts' cousins, who had accused her of using the accused her of using the murder for political propaganda. Now, stop being a effing snake. Now, this is what the guy wrote on Twitter. Stop being an effing snake and using my cousin's death as political propaganda. I find it strange that you have directed obscenities and hate. Now, <laughs> now instead of apologizing, instead of saying, okay, yeah, maybe we're wrong, this is the response that Candace Owens uh, uh, responded with to, to the cousin. I find it strange that you have directed obscenities and hate towards people that support the president, but you have not directed a single bad word toward the monster who committed this terrible crime. Doesn't that sound familiar? Like, like the uh, lesson of deflecting? Instead of admitting that I'm guilty, yeah, I shouldn't have done that, yeah, you're right. Let's deflect it and put it on somebody else. Because we're not we, we, we're not responsible for this. We're trying to help you. Oh yeah, and by the way, go on and pass on our agenda at the same time. <laughs> okay. Anyway, in their resignation letter, the chapter leaders extended sympathy to the member of Molly fam Molly's families that dealt with the public harassment. From Turning Point USA Communications Director Candace Owens. We ask that your exchange with Owens represent only herself, not conservatives as a whole, added the young Republicans. You hear that, right? 
We ask that your exchange with Owens represent only herself. In other words, she on her own with this one. She on her own. We have nothing to do with her. We ain't got nothing to do with what she said. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Anyway. Now, let, 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 let me show you how, how just tricky and, and, and twisty this political thing is when it comes to agendas, groups, and those that want to clean up or, or you know, as we say, you know, clean up the spill a little bit. I forgot the proper term for it, but, you know, they, they want to cover it up a little bit, clean it up, clean it up. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, the article goes on to say the Twitter account belonging to the university's turning point chapter later deleted the tweet and addressed the letter. <coughs> excuse me. It has come to our attention that students not affiliated with the University of Iowa, Turning Point USA, were in contact with Turning Point USA to plan to bring Charlie and speak on illegal immigration. It was a misunderstanding on our end that the event was already planned when it had just been in the works with students not affiliated with University of Iowa, Turning Point USA. We sincerely apologize to Charlie and Candace for this misunderstanding. See how quick that got cleaned up? Because, see, that was a punch in the mouth right there. That that, that really was a punch in the mouth to, to Turning Point USA because they got accused of doing what they do all the time, trying to take advantage of a situation by and furthering their agenda, and they got caught. They got caught. <laughs> I know it's, it's not anything that's new, but it's unusual that uh, that that they get caught. Publicly, you understand what I'm saying? Publicly get caught. But wait a minute, there's more. There's more. The University of Colorado chapter of Turning Point USA. Okay. Uh, joined several of the chapters on Thursday in calling for the resignation of the organization's communication man, director. Colorado University chapter shared a statement on Twitter condemning Owens' role and the ways in which her personal remarks have reflected on Turning Point USA and its chapters. Although she has the right to express her own thoughts and opinions, her comments have been interpreted by others as a reflection on our organization. Okay. <laughs> uh, the statement read, was the video cut to make her look like a Hitler supporter? Now they're talking about the, the video. Yes. Do we believe Candace Owens supports the actions of Hitler at home or abroad? No. But this case serves as the perfect demonstration of how simple messages she means to convey become controversial headlining news within a matter of minutes. Again, now this is a slap in the face, y'all. Again, as the communications director, she must know how. <laughs> now, this is like talking to a child, y'all. She must know how to communicate professionally and effectively. Y'all hear that, right? 
she must know how to communicate professionally and effectively. Understand that when she speaks, Turning Point USA is associated with these comments. In other words, you don't talk, to, you don't speak for you. Anything you say, you're going to tell, you're going to say what we tell you to say. You don't, you don't, you don't get, <laughs> no, 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 you don't freelance. You follow the guidelines that we give you. Yeah. It also called into question the way Owens has criticized the, uh-oh, here we go, hashtag Me Too movement. In June, she took to Twitter to say that the entire premise of the Me Too movement made women look stupid, weak, and inconsequential. That's what she said. That's what she said. Now, they went on to say, for a lot of people, conservatives included, the Me Too movement was about solidarity with and for the victims of sexual assault. When she made her comments, outsiders didn't just look at it as Candace Sandy's thing. They looked at it as the communications director of Turning Point USA saying these things. <laughs> her appearances in Boulder, including the Board of County Republicans, Lincoln Dinner, and on Colorado University's campus in October, have drawn protests. Protesters at CU described Owens and Turning Point USA founding President Charlie Kirk as racist, sexist, and rape apologists. <laughs> so, as we said before, as I said before, now, she told you one thing, right? So they had to clean it up. But all that right there, that tells you something totally different. That's why we always say, look a little deeper than what you're being told, y'all. Because, see, if you just believe what she put out there, oh, she just, you know, got tired of being a communications director and she wanted to move on to do bigger and better things. But the rest of the story tells us that she stepped beyond her bounds. Yeah, she went beyond where she was supposed to go. And the same individual that she was trying to, the, the, the lure into Turning Point USA and, you know, help her sway the black vote, they turned on them. They turned on them. And not even Charlie Kirk, the founder, her handler, her mentor, could stop, could stop the, the onslaught and save her. There's a message somewhere there, y'all. Because when you're not doing right, there's no way nothing is going to help you. But anyway, let's see what I got coming out of the chat room here real quick. Um, let's see. It says, in essence, they used her as a political scapegoat. If anything went awry, she alone would take the fall. She should have seen that coming. They never had her best interest at heart. She was being used from the beginning to provoke black people to vote for Republicans. Notice that they never divulge the limitations they have placed her until she steps out of line with their agenda when she decides not to completely be their puppet. Bam! I wish I had a, a bam, a boom right now. I would, I would hit the button. Because that's exactly what happened. You know, in the words of, of, of the cartoon, I mean, of the commercial, 
Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. And boy, did they just play a big one on Candace Owens. Number one, they lured her from the other side, but they really didn't lure her. You know, she felt like she was being disrespected over there, so she went over to the other side, became a spokesman, was on national television, international television, YouTube, C-SPAN, all the little conservative talk shows. And she said one thing wrong. One thing wrong. She's got to go. There's no second chances. She's got to go. Compared to others out there, the Lush Limbars, Sean Hannity's, uh, Janine Perrero, all them other ones out there, they do things on a daily. They take them off the air for about five, ten, ten days, and then they're right back to doing the same thing. Now, I'm not a race baiter, and, and y'all should know that by now, but you cannot tell me this was a case of being used and abused until you step beyond the, the pigment of your skin. And you had to go. <laughs> Candace Owens, I sure feel sorry for you, but I don't feel sorry for you because you should have seen it coming. You sure should have seen it coming. I mean, let's be honest. There's, there were plenty of examples out there. Plenty of examples. You know, if they do it to their own, don't think you were just going to be immune. Don't think you were going to be immune because it wasn't you. It wasn't happening. <laughs> it wasn't happening. All right. So that is the story behind Candace Owens' resignation from Turning Point USA as communications director. Mm. Mm. Somebody going to tell somebody. <laughs> I don't know where I heard that from, but it sounded good at that moment. Somebody go and tell somebody. Candace Owens, you got played. You were a sucker. And they licked on you as much as they wanted to. Till they got to the center of the Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Pop, then they let you go. <laughs> and they took a big bite of you, bite out of you before they threw you in the trash. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, Lord. Moving right along. Dun, 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 dun. Next topic up for discussion. Uh, That's very interesting right there. Okay. Yeah, y'all. I'm still stuck on Candace because I just, you know, it's not like, look, look, look. I can't move on yet. Look, it's not like Candace Owens was a very... Uh, she was illiterate, okay? It's not like she wasn't knowledgeable. Because even I've said I agree with some of the things that she was saying. I, I've, I've admitted that. But what she was was naive enough to where she forgot who she was and where she was at. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I don't wish no bad things upon Candace Owens. I hope, you know, her book is a success. You know. Hey. Everybody makes mistakes. The question is, do you learn from those mistakes? <laughs> you know, me and me and my co-host was having a discussion about that earlier today. You know. Some people, you know, will tell you all kind of stuff and, and tell you what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. Hmm. Until it hits them. And then how do they handle that? So let's just sit back and see where Miss Owens is going to pop up at next. You know, she tried being a liberal. That didn't work. Of course, she tried to be the conservative, you know, a spokesman for the black folk. Apparently, that's not working for her now. So well, where is she going to go? I'm sure she'll, she'll pop up somewhere. Somebody will take them under, under under her wings and uh, do some things <laughs> with her. <laughs> oh, we shall see. Who knows? Maybe I'll call her and get her on the show. Oh, but anyway, here's another little interesting tidbit I found as I was looking over some things this weekend. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. You know, we did a, we talked a lot. I said, what today is Friday? Monday. There's Monday. Friday. Last Friday on impeachment and uh, the actions that have to be taken in order to have hearings of impeachment and how basically if they, if an impeachment hearing was, was to happen right now, nothing would be, nothing would become of it. Okay. Nothing would become of it. Now that's what we said. That's what we put out there. Okay. Um, before I move on to this, let's see, we got something else coming out of the chat room that says the reason she fell for the okie doke is that she was vulnerable and disgusted with the Democrat Party and Turning Point used that to their advantage. She allowed her emotions to put be put in her put her she allowed her emotions to put her in a bad place without really looking at the angles. She failed to realize that this was not advantageous for her. That was final words on Candace Owens. <laughs> okay. That was the final words on Candace Owens. Harkham, I see you out there, my brother. Be safe out there on the road. All right. So, now, going back to talking about impeachment, you know, we read, you know, the steps that would have to be taken up in order to have, you know, impeachment hearings. And based on the way Congress is set up now, would it be successful at all? No, no, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Now, if you missed any of Friday's show or any of that explanation on Friday's show, you can always go back in the archives and check it out. But right now, we're not going to go back over that. But what we are going to say is, no, impeachment hearings and a successful impeachment, as far as removing the president from office, would not even, no, no, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't even come close to happening. It wouldn't. The bottom line would be the House would vote, you know, yes, we're going to impeach him. And then you go to the Senate to have the hearings, which the Senate majority leader would have to set up the rules and the regular how the hearing would be done, which should is just happen to be run by Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. And then they would have to vote yes. And then, you know, they could remove the president from, from office, basically. But given the actions that have gone on so far on both sides, 
we know that's not that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Now, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, you know she <laughs> basically that that is basically what she's saying. Okay, that is basically what she is saying. All right. Let's see. In the chat room, it says they are not going to vote for impeachment. And Nancy Pelosi, with all her of her double speak, even if it were possible right now, does not have the support to do so. Yes and no. Yes and no. And, and that's what I'm saying. Yes and no. She would have the support in the House, maybe by a slim margin, but she would have the the, the, the support in the House. It's the Senate that she wouldn't get the report, the support from. And that's because it's run by Republicans. It's controlled by the Republicans. And there's no way they're going to, no, 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 that's not going to happen. The same thing that happened with Clinton. The Republicans controlled the House at that time, and yes, they voted to impeach him. But when it went to the Senate, which was controlled by the Democrats, that didn't happen. That's why he was never removed from office. And besides the other part, that is really not, you know, anything they really can do besides remove them from office. But anyway, getting back to Nancy Pelosi. Um, you know, it, she brought up something over the weekend that was very, very, very interesting. And I don't think nobody really actually thought about this, but but scared that if <laughs> and you know what I, I don't see it as this being as far fetched as a lot of people think but hey what happened here she doesn't feel as though if Donald Trump loses the election 2020 election by a landslide that he will not leave the, he's not going to leave the White House <laughs> he's going to fight it and fight it of course he's been tweeting lately that he should be given another two years, you know, to add a, another two years to his term because he feels that the Mueller investigation has taken two years out of, you know, from him as president. So <laughs> Nancy worries Donald Trump won't give up power if he loses re-election in 2020. That's what this lady said. And she went on to say, we have to inoculate against that. We have to be prepared for that. The best way to do that is for voters to hand Trump an overwhelming defeat. She said the party's nominee must own the parts of the electorate that are center-left in ideology and in the mainstream. She also hinted that Trump's behavior has outlined, as outlined in Special Counsel Robert Mueller's Russia report, and the president's subsequent efforts to block witnesses from testifying for congressional committees are grounds are grounds for impeachment. But, da, 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 that big word, but efforts to rid Trump of the presidency via impeachment would likely flounder in the Republican-controlled Senate, further divide an already fractural nation, and alternate moderate Democrat, and alternate, and alienate, I'm sorry, and alienate moderate Democratic voters. All right. Now, some have warned that Trump is already laying the groundwork to contest the 2020 election results. Should they not go in his favor? He has repeatedly filed false claims of voter fraud. 
despite several studies and investigations that show it is not a serious problem. Now, it doesn't say it was not a problem, just not a serious problem. And that's not to get Michael Cohen to a congressional panel in February that he feared there would never be a peaceful transition of power if Trump loses in 2020. Now, you know, all those statements, that last one, I, I can truly believe. I really do. If he was to lose the 2020 election, don't think it would be a peaceful and and quiet transition to whoever was reelected, whoever was elected. Okay, it, it's not going to happen. Now, as far as him fighting, yeah, you know that's going to happen. I mean, you already know it's going to happen. There are some states out there right now that's actually saying that they're going to remove him from their ballots if he doesn't show tax returns, show his tax returns. And for those who wonder, yes, Congress can request his tax returns, and they can get them too. Oh, yeah, they can get them. Now, you know, I was thinking that. I, 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 was, I, I was thinking about that right there. And, I, you know, one moment you say, okay, I won't, I won't try and stop Robert Mueller from testifying in front of Congress. But after the Attorney General goes and testifies, all of a sudden you come back and say, well, I don't think he should testify now. Now, I, I tried to see this thing both ways. And I, I was one of the people who say, okay, you know what? Let's bypass the tax returns now because it's been two years. He still ain't gave them over, what have you. But, you know, my train of thinking is beginning to change a little bit because I'm like, look, if you really, really, really want this thing to go away, if you really, really, really have nothing to hide, give them what they want. Give them what they want. So you can stand up there with your hairpiece and your, your, your chest, stick it out and say, hey, see, I had nothing to hide. It was a witch hunt. But the more you fight, the more guilty you look. Now, and I'm not one for, for that way of thinking. You know, but at, at some point, at some point, if you really care and want this thing to go away, give them what they want. You say the Mueller report says no obstruct, no no collusion, no obstruction. Of course, we know it really didn't say no obstruction. Now, there's a lot of former prosecutors, 375 plus, that say if he went to sitting president, they would get him for obstruction. But they are former prosecutors, right? So the key word being former. Um, tax returns. What is in these tax returns that he doesn't want anyone to see? We already know he's not a billionaire. I mean, come on. Maybe on paper. But as funds, money-wise, you know, no, no, no. Maybe in assets. Okay. But what is in these tax returns that... It's not that he does not want them to see. And the more he fights and fights, even going as far as says he will go to court to try and fight, keep them from getting it. Well, as part as um, oversight, uh, oversight and, you know, the, the, the part of the Constitution, you know, that is their right. That is what they're there for. 
That is what they are for. Now, if y'all don't believe me, you know, I, I can give you the, um, hold on, I got it right here. It's a long, long list. But, yeah, they can. They can go and get it. <laughs> oh, man. What is it? Uh, where is it? Right here, right here. Code section 601-6103, section L, okay? Appointment written request by either the chairman of either the House Ways and Means Committee or the Senate Finance Committee, the Treasury, the Treasury Secretary shall furnish such committee with any return or return information specified in such request. The Ways and Means Committee may share these tax returns and related information with the full House, assuming there is a legitimate purpose for doing so. <clears throat> so, for those that may argue, yeah, no, they can't do it. Yes, they can. That is what they that, that they can. Now, don't say, well, there's really no reason for him to do it. Yes, it is. Right now, there is. Because there's still questions. He has it has been shown that there is a history of payouts and payoffs. That you cannot deny. Hey, his lawyer went to prison today because of paying people off. So that you cannot deny. So in order to prove that the innocence that you keep claiming and, and, and tweeting about and all this other good stuff, give them what they want. Just shut them up. Do you know, do you know the political advantage that would give him if he was actually giving, give them them tax returns and there was nothing in them incriminating? Do you know the political advantage? He can actually guarantee another four years in office. In office. Easily. What's in them tax returns that he does not want anybody to see? Now, the chat room, it says, uh, oh, wow. Then again, he can always change the Constitution and give himself another two years, use his executive power, or just ignore the outcome of it and continue to live on his <laughs> in his own little world. Money he stole from others by collusion, that's what he doesn't want them to see. Well, as long as he holds back and doesn't do it, then nobody, everybody can speculate. But I don't think you really want that going on the closer you get to the election. Let's remember, and truly, honestly, the only way he really got elected was by the electoral college, number one. But let's not forget what, two weeks? Was it two weeks? Two weeks before election time, the FBI came back and said, well, you know what? We were opening the, the investigation into Hillary Clinton emails. Two weeks before the election. You don't think that played a part in it? Fast forward to 2020 election. What if all of a sudden somebody finally get a hold of them and say, look, this is what we found. And they hold it. They hold it to two, three weeks. Wow. 
Do you know the damage that would do? So, instead of worrying about playing offense against, the, I mean, defense against the Democrats and trying to fight, 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 go on the offensive. Give it to them. Give it to them. Stop fighting them. Because the more you fight, the more fuel you're giving the Democrats. The more they're going to dig, the more they're going to push, the more they're going to claw. Now, whether they find anything, who knows? But then again, that's that old saying, as long as there's that little sliver of doubt, you never know how it turn out. Now, let's not be naive. We know his base is his base, and they're going to they gonna vote for him regardless. Lisa Graham has already said, it doesn't matter. He has my support. Others uh, um, in the party have said it. Heck, some of his supporters are still talking about Obama has, President Obama has something to do with 9-11. That's why they, they voted for Trump and they continue to vote for him. Really? So those aren't the ones that he's worried about. They are there. They, they, they will be there. So what about this, the other, these other individuals out there that I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Interesting to see, though, what's going to happen with it. It it, it really is. Because the the more he holds back and fights, and I want to know, really, what's in these taxes that he doesn't want them to see. All right, I mean, when he first started, I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's something all presidents do. You know, they don't have to do it, but that's what they do. They prove, you know, they're not hiding any money. They didn't, and, and, and so forth and so on. That's fine. He comes in. He doesn't want, want them to see his taxes. Okay, fine. But now you have all this other stuff going on that seems to be tying into this and that. Show it to him. Show them that there's nothing. There's nothing there. It's one thing to keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. It's a totally different thing to show it. Prove it. Prove it. That's all. Just prove it. Lip service is fine, but give me some actual evidence that I could look at it and say, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Now, with the Mueller report, yeah, you can't say there was nothing there. And and basically, what saved, what, what basically, yeah, saved him was he's the president of the United States at the moment. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure they would have went at him and he would have been in handcuffs with the rest of his crew by now. Now, here's another interesting part of this thing that I don't think nobody's really looking into. What is going on with the state of New York right now? Because remember, they're, they're, assuming they're going through his business um, financials as well. 
So that 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 that's a battle on both sides. Not only with Congress, but the state of New York, the southern state. You know what what's going on with that? I'm sure they gonna want that they want to see his financials as well. And they're not just going over his individual; they're going over his business financials. Something's going to have to give here soon, people. Something is going to have to present itself to say, yes, I don't have anything to hide, or, oh, my goodness, look what we found. Yeah, we know there's so many people went to jail, you know, associated with him. And, I I mean, let's, let's be honest. You know, they were fall guys. Heck, Cohen even said it until he decided to start talking, but he only told so much. I'm sure he didn't tell it all. He didn't tell what all the dead bodies were. He told us to cut a deal and not have to, you know, go to spend time in a serious prison. Manafort. Stone, Stone laughing. Stone, you know what? That guy Stone, Stone is an interesting individual because he laughed. He was laughing. Like really, really, what y'all really gonna get me for? So, you know, don't think that um, this hasn't been thought out or, or, or possibly thought of, and there are safeguards in place to protect whoever needs to be protected. But my opinion is still, show him, show him, show him. Because if you're like me, you're tired of hearing about him. You, and the more you hear about him, the more you're, why don't you just show it to him, give it to him. That feels out in your couch. You're the greatest negotiator. You this, you that. Okay, you got away with not testifying during the Mueller investigation in person. Okay, they protect you enough, protect you enough to where you didn't have to sit down and actually answer questions in front of uh, uh, prosecutors and things. So they helped you with that. But yet, instead of you know, trying to continue on and get out of this, you're digging a hole even deeper right now. And don't think the other side is not going to, it's just going to stop. Hey, it's interesting. They are, now here's here's the crazy part, y'all. The same individual that's out there asking, asking all these questions to the Attorney General and probably to Robert Mueller on the 15th, and, and whoever else they, they request to testify, on the Democratic side, there's a whole bunch of them running for the presidency of the United States as well. So you think they're not going to keep digging and digging and digging? It's beneficial for them to keep digging. But your narcissistic behind, you want to stand up there and say, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. At the same time, there's more doubt building on whether your credibility is what you say it is. Of course, we know 
as a fact that his credibility isn't really that great anyway. Just on the way he flip-flops on things he likes one moment and things he don't like the next moment. As in Robert Mueller, when the report first came out and he thought it was going to be very favorable for him, oh, he did a wonderful job. He's outstanding. Oh, but once it came out and, and Congress got it and all these other little pieces came out, oh, it was a horrible thing. It was just Obama guys and Hillary lovers and da 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 Well, make up your mind. Which one is it going to be? Hell, be a man about it. But no, you want behind. You want to hide behind the little crazy stuff that you want to talk about on a day in tweet, deflect, tweet, deflect. You want to talk about what happened at the Kentucky Kentucky Derby? I don't care if that guy rode his horse in front of the other horses. Who cares? They shouldn't have ran over him. You worried about uh, uh, who Facebook are, is, decided, is deciding to ban off their, their, their social media site. You mentioned a lot of names, but I see you didn't mention uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan. You didn't mention him being, uh, you didn't complain about him being banned. But yet you want to talk about uh, freedom, freedom of speech. You attack the media on a daily basis, on a daily basis. And what they're doing, utilizing their freedom of speech. You want to shut people down. But yet when they go and want to shut some of your supporters down, there's an issue with that. We will be watching. So who's promoting more censorship? Huh? Who's promoting more censorship here? Not to mention, you've had the directors of these social media forum sites on, on in Congress testifying in your office, talking personally to them. You don't think that's suspicious looking? But you want to claim, uh, but you all of a sudden you want to claim that 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 um, they're they're restricting freedom of speech. Man, release the dang on tax returns. Let's be done with it. Let's be done with it. <sighs> Speaking of being done with some things, Amoroso is back in the news, y'all. Y'all know it's interesting. Amoroso, she she like that. She's like that 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 drunk cousin that just come over every now and then and just won't go home. <laughs> you know. They vanish for a moment, be in the backyard snoring and sleeping, then they just pop up out of nowhere, and you got to deal with them all over again. Well, Amarosa now accuses the Trump administration of destroying boxes of evidence for Mueller. Now, this is another case of, um, how can I put it? This is another case of, who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Amorosa Manicott Newman, former White House official and frequent thorn in President Donald Trump's side now, 
has accused the administration of destroying several boxes of evidence that she said should have been turned over to special counsel Robert Mueller and his team of investigators. Now, you know, (laughs) all the people in the world. But anyway, let's go back. What's very curious to me is that, as I stated, it was seven boxes of documents, and in my emails, they only referenced two, which leads me to believe that they have destroyed the other five. Now, she doesn't know if they destroyed the other five. Okay? They only referenced two. But the key word here is lead me to believe. Not that I know, not that maybe, but lead me to believe that they destroyed the other five. She added that she believes she's not the only one who's been subjected to this type of treatment, and I believe that there are more documents that have been destroyed by this administration. Okay, Amorosa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, here's, before I get to what I'm about to say, in an April interview with MSNBC's Craig Melvin about the mural probe, Manigault Newman referenced the two boxes of documents that she said the White House had refused to hand over to the investigators. Okay, so two. She never mentioned seven boxes. She just mentioned two. All right, now, here's the thing with Omarosa. You can't believe her. You can't believe her. Okay, now, ladies, I'm going to say this now as a uh, disclaimer, okay? Uh, I don't mean no harm, okay? I, uh, you know, I have no, you know, I love women. But a woman scored is a terrible thing. And we know there were pictures, great many of them, her standing there smiling, being buddy-buddy with, with, with Trump, and everything was fine until they kicked her behind out of there. And then all this stuff came out. She secretly recorded meetings in the White House, which could actually have gotten her thrown in jail, in prison, not just jail, in prison. All these great claims. She got a book out. She wrote a book. Made a little money off that. I guess she ain't making what she will. So now it's time. Because what you're saying right now is all circumstantial. And if that was the case, then don't you think it's gone now anyway? So it's your word against theirs. And we know your word isn't that credible either. That's like, you know what that's like, y'all? That's like having two people stand up having an argument on who owes who money or who stole some money. And you know both of them lying. Both of them are lying. <laughs> uh oh. Am I back? Oh, man. Am 
Yeah, that's like two people standing there arguing over money. But you know, both of them lying because you're the one who got the money. And it was yours in the beginning. Amorosa, go back where you came from. You know, your opportunity has passed. Nobody really cares now. Nobody really cares. They really don't. (laughs) You know, you're not that voice, that quote-unquote black liaison that you were supposed to be anyway. You were never that. Never, never that. But yes, you want to continue. You want to continue. Nope, you're not happy. Not happening. Are you ready out there, 850, or you need some more time? All right. We'll find out in a minute. But anyway, here we go. Here's one more thing. I got 17 minutes left, so I think I can get this in in 17 minutes. I got that. <laughs> All right. Uh, y'all know, here's something that, that caught my eye the other day when I was scrolling through. Um, social media and it really 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 bothered me when I saw it Um, there's a woman that was shot and killed by Chicago police and the family was given 20 million dollars 20 million dollars okay as a settlement now remember last year year before last you can say each year you know, they have, uh, we've had the discussions about law enforcement shooting black men and women. And instead of, you know, letting the trial, letting the, the case go to trial before you agree to a settlement, you go ahead and, and, and settle outside of court, you know, outside of court. And then all of a sudden the officer walks. And usually it's for two, three, maybe $1 million. Well, this white woman, she got $20 million. $20 million. Now, there's only one case where I see where a black family has a large amount, and that's, um, what, $16 million? Of course, it's still waiting on the Chicago city of Chicago. You know, who is this lady? Um, Betty R. Jones. Yeah, Betty R. Jones. $16 million. 16 minutes. But it's, it's, it's quite interesting because I, I, at the time, I remember doing the Freddie Gray. You know, that was around, um, they said you had Freddie Gray, you had the boy uh, Ferguson, uh, Tamir Rice, and all their payouts were around two, maybe, you know, at the most six, right? Six points of mil. But this white woman, I mean, basically, the, 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 the accounts are the same, but $20 million. Guy got shot in his garage. He wasn't doing anything. Shot in his garage. The jury awarded them, the family, $4. And to add insult to injury, the judge overturned that. Now, if it doesn't show that there is something wrong with our justice system and the way uh, uh, 
things are handled? What's wrong? Let's see. Oh, let's see. Uh-huh. Let's see. Sean Bell, New York, 2006, 3.25 million. Walter L. Scott. You know, uh, 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 Walter R. Scott. Y'all remember Walter Scott? He was the guy in, in North Carolina that the cop pulled up on because he had a broken taillight. And he got out the car and started running, knowing he couldn't run, number one. He running with a limp. But the cop was even fatter than Robert Scott, Walter Scott was, and he couldn't run either. So he just pulled out his weapon and shot him in the back. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Because I said that definitely was a, 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 a senseless death. 2015, $6.5 million. Where's my other numbers at? There are more numbers here. But there goes the I know uh, um, Freddie Gray. I think there, theirs was like three, two to three million dollars settlement. But it, it, you know, look, y'all. I'm gonna say it again. Make those officers go to court. Make them stand trial. Make them stand trial. Because the city's gonna try and settle out of court with you. And as I said before, and it has been proven by actions. If they don't, if you settle before they go to court, nine times out of ten, they found innocent. Unless you a black cop with a Muslim name, like what just happened in, what, Minnesota? Yeah, in Minnesota, I think it was. Black cop got convicted of shooting a white woman. Because he accidentally, and he used the same line the other cops used, I fear for my life, I fear for my partner's life. She ran up on the car. I didn't know what she was going to do, so I shot her. Well, he was convicted. Of course, not. it didn't help that he was black and he had a Muslim last name, Muslim-sounding last name, not to say that he was. We know right now anything with Abdul, Hamad, or whatever, hey, that's not looking good for you. But my point is, let's start forcing them to do what's right. Stop taking them little daggone settlements. Don't even try and settle with them. Make them send these officers to court. You know, there's cases out there right now where there's bus drivers that rape kids, little girls, white guys. They get probation. In some cases, some of them don't even have to register as a sex offender. A black guy got some years for kissing a white girl recently. And you say that's not a problem? Well, what hole are you living in? Because there seems to be one somewhere. Prime example, the, the affluent teenager. Y'all know the one up in Dallas that, that ran over and killed all them folks. How many chances he got before they finally put him behind bars? Because they didn't want to ruin his reputation. He was too young. The, 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 the athlete down in California, Stanford, raped them girls. Judge refused to give him a sentence because it would ruin his future. It's 
not something I'm making up. It's out there for you to look up. It's fine. And you can see where the discrepancy at. Yeah. And honestly, yes, the first thing you're going to pay attention to is the, the pigment of the skin. Yeah, you're going to pay attention to that. But you know what you better also pay attention to? How fat the wallets are. And where they come from. Because that plays a whole lot to it as well. You know, and, and we also say, you have to look at the whole picture. Yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, the pigment of the skin, but it's more to it than that. It's more to it than that. But I'm, I'm not going to go too much further than that. I just wanted to bring that to the attention, okay? I didn't want that just to slip on by. Yeah, somebody just texted me and said, don't forget about white school teacher sexual misconduct just lost job. Yeah, falls along right along those lines. You know, until we as citizens start demanding better, we won't get any better. We won't get better. We get played just like little ching chang chunks that we are, chumps that we are. They don't care until election time. Then you're your best friend. You're the most important thing in their world. But other than that, you don't request anything, require anything, they're not going to come see what you want. Hey, that's fact. Those are facts. It's played every day, 24-7. Those are facts. All right, 850, you want to say something before we get up out of here? We got eight minutes left in live time. All right, <laughs> is there anything else anybody want to say before we get out of here? We got seven minutes left, and, uh, you know, I'm sure. All right, hold on for a minute. Let's go for one little one little ride here. All right, P. I'm glad you can make it when you could. Go ahead, break it down. I know you've been listening, so go for it. The floor is yours. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been working and listening and driving right now. But listen, you know, as far as that, that last point, we know that this country is is always been and has been based on racial status and pitting one race against another race. You know, you have the haves and you have the have-nots. And there is an agenda to ensure that the have-nots continue to have-nots. You know, we, we, we can just look at the local economy. You can look at the laws that are being enacted, the rights that are being taken away. It is not a mystery. And for somebody to be, you know, totally disillusioned or confused that, you know, voting for one party against another is going to change anything. It's strictly delusional. If you don't know by now that there is an agenda, you know, in play and has always been in play to keep things as they are status quo, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, things have gotten progressively worse for people of color. 
Now, you can play the game and be in denial, you know, all you want to and, and, and cry this unity thing as much as you would like, but until we become unified with ourselves and rebuild our community and begin to trust one another and invest, not only that, invest in one another, things will continue to perpetuate the plan that they have. It will be continue to be an injustice system when it comes to people of color. That's no mystery. That is just straight truth, straight fact. So either we're going to unite and change, you know, and, and start within our own communities or keep living the, uh, the, you know, the delusion that, you know, we all can work together and it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. You know, stop being used like Candace Owens, you know. Stop being used as puppets like Kanye. You know, let, let's stop allowing, you know, those things to happen in our community and continue to allow everybody else to dictate how it is or what it is or who it is we should be, what we should do or what have you. Let's stop it. We are an educated people, you know. We are more than what they say, than what they say we are. We just have to stop being afraid and take the bull by the horns and direct it in the way that we need it to go that is going to be beneficial for us. You know, so, you know, that's just my point of view with everything that, that you have talked about, you know, today. Because we'll continue to see the unfairness just based on the color of our skin. And am I saying it's everybody? No. I'm saying it's systematic. Now, once you, once you get that and stop focusing on an individual here or an individual place of employment or an individual corporation and realize that it is systematic, holistically. You know, it ain't just one thing. It's all things. And we have to learn how to combat that. You know, and come together, you know, and, 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 and be heard. And the best way to do that, you know, hey, we've been saying it for years, it's through the economy. Stop being consumerist and stop being owners. Stop being invested, investing in your own people, in your own stuff. See? But they are, they are just, you know, they are just folks that, won't get it, don't get it, or can't get it. But if change is going to come, effective change, if we're going to grow, if we're going to prosper, if we're going to have, if we're going to move beyond the status quo, that's what we need to do. I know it all sounds good, but how? you never get anywhere just asking questions and not really working on it. So we got to come up with viable solutions, you know, and it starts in our own community. You ain't got to do nothing great. Start small and grow. There's nothing wrong with that. Remember, don't despise small beginnings, but just hold true to who you are and stop giving up because it looks like you're going to fail. Who said? We just got to get out of that defeatist mentality and know that we're more than what we see and more than what they say. That's all I got. All right. All righty then. Well, thank you, ma'am. You said enough. That was a lot. And that short period of time, you said a whole lot. All right. Thank you, ma'am. And always, it's lovely to hear your voice. 
<laughs> coming over the airwaves. <laughs> all right, thank you, ma'am. All right, y'all, that's going to do it for us today. I want to thank y'all for hanging out with us. It's been fun. I have enjoyed it. I hope you have as well. And we'll be back here Friday once again with another show planned for you. All right. By chance you missed any of this show, you can always go back to our archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And you can always shoot me an email at ericletstalk at gmail.com. And you can hit uh, P. Ross up at Leona.Ross. No, I'm sorry. P.Leona.Ross24 at gmail.com. <laughs> Sometimes I have to remember that myself. All right. But until Friday, man, y'all have a great week. Um, Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest and best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself. Everything else is just gravy. All right. So we're going to take you out of here with a little Otis Redding and try a little tenderness. And we see y'all back here Friday. Y'all have a great week. We out of here. Young girls, they do get weary Wearing that same old shaggy dress Yeah, yeah But when she gets weary Try a little tenderness You know she's waiting Yep And just all painting For things that she'll never Never, never, never Possess yeah, yeah. But while She's there waiting And without them Try A little tenderness It's not 